Hello, and welcome to episode 138 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm a very tired James. I am also very tired. So this is the part where you guys want us to tell us what we're going to talk about. And uh, we're going to talk about some magic-y stuff. Yeah, Uh, some magic stuff. We had a detailed show with like hard things to think about. And both of us are kind of not able to talk and think about hard things. (laughs) So we're just going to free wheel through some stuff, talk some arena bugs, maybe go over the the like the LR keto versus bread thing that we had kind of talked about uh, or alluded to last week and like work through that. So a lot of our freewheeling conversation is coming from Twitter. Yeah. And so if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at casual tripod. Yep. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at casual tryhard MTG or drop us an email show at casual tryhard MTG.com. Uh, don't forget, if you're looking to pick up any singles, uh, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. And if you want to support the show a little bit more directly than just using our affiliate link, uh, you can do so over at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, patrons get early access to show notes. They get roughly, give or take, an hour of content that we record immediately preceding what we're doing right now. Uh, while we're setting up our mics and making sure the sound is coming out where it's supposed to come out and just kind of catching up with each other and some uncut, unedited footage uh, patrons get access to. Some of it's pretty juicy, so throw a couple bucks in our Patreon, get access to that. Uh, I also sent out the Patreon givebacks last week, so hopefully you guys received those and you appreciate them. I have something special planned for next time. Uh, oh. They should be here next week. I'm pretty excited about it. So, nice. Uh, next givebacks will be exciting. I promise. If you want in, throw a couple bucks into Patreon.com/slash/CasualTryHardMTG. And we have a YouTube channel, uh, CasualTryHardMTG on YouTube. I put up a video of that Tybalt's Trickery deck uh, last week and broke the internet. I wish uh, my wish. video didn't get that many views, but I guess immediately following my video going up, like three or four big content producers put videos up about the deck. And now it's like every deck you see in best of one historic. So, so, so I was what the I, first. <laughs> what, what, so what I'm hearing is, is that uh, you, you, you set the meta and then everyone else just reported on it. So there I go without giving you credit. It's not cool. Not cool I know. YouTube. Yep. Not cool. Stupid logarithm. Stupid logarithm. Yeah, it got me. <laughs> uh, the base tens always get you. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, and we have a Discord. We do. There's a link in the description. There's a link on social media. Uh, hop on in, chat with us. Yeah, probably we... the best place to get like an immediate feedback. And I've also been putting up some spoilers. Uh, some of the like rares and mythics and some of the like the juicier cards I've been posting up in Discord in case people want to chat about them. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, this week's going to be a little bit more unstructured, a little more laid back because uh, I had family here all weekend mm-hmm. and uh, James just got done moving furniture. Like literally just got done. 
I told Brian in the pre-show that I am I'm currently marinating. I'm like dripping with sweat because I just spent the last, you know, hour or so in a U-Haul and it was almost 100 degrees in South Carolina today, so. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so if you hear a thud that's him passing out from dehydration, we'll we'll send uh, help. I got a giant like liter, 2 liter thing of water next to me, so okay. I think I'll be okay, good. Okay, should be good. Whew. All right, so last week we had talked limited, and you know we had we had directed you to the to the limited resources podcast because they had, uh, as they've done with a few other things like they have like uh, cabs theory and then Uber, and mm-hmm. uh, so now they have they've introduced keto to replace bread, and so well, I mean it's just better for you apparently it's just better for you (laughs) so this is something bread has been a thing that people have talked about for years as just like a super easy way uh to like introduce new players to um um draft yeah right like you sit down, you're, you know, you have a friend who's going to play for the first time or has maybe done a few drafts and they're like, all right, what should I remember? And for the longest time, you would say like, all right, the thing you remember is bread. And so right. I had to go look up what bread stood for because I only knew B and R. Okay. Right? Those are the important ones. Yeah. It kind of goes down after that. Yes, yeah, so it was bombs and removal. E is yep. evasion. A is aggro, and then D is, yeah, sometimes you have to draft some duds. Yep. All right. So, um, that was good for Magic, I don't know, probably up until like three or four years ago? Uh, Yeah, I think it shifted right around the time that they started doing like fire design. So maybe two years ago. So somewhere in the like around Therosi time. And so, yeah. like, I mean, like the power level kind of got ramped up a little bit in like, was it War of the Spark Core 19? Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really until like Eldraine that we kind of felt the full wrath of fire design. And I think that's kind of what killed bread. Yeah. So they wanted to kind of update um, bread to be uh to to reflect the change in like magic design and how drafts work Mm -hmm. and again we're gonna do like the like you know 10 or 5 to 15 minute like flyover they did a whole hour podcast it was really good like if you like what we're talking about you should check it out yeah so you should go over there because like you know we're not gonna say that these were our ideas right we're just kind of like yeah reporting what they talked about and then saying, hey, if you want the fuller picture, go there. Yeah. So if I, if I was half as good as LSV, then I probably wouldn't be showing up to work tomorrow. <laughs> Fair. I, I would do something something significantly more fun with my time. Yes. Yes. So um, I think the thing to like the reason that bread is like less um, applicable or some mm-hmm. or some of the reasons is one. Right. So. The first thing is bombs. Right. But you don't have to tell someone. Their point was you don't have to tell someone to take a bomb. Especially right? a new player. Like if there's a big giant dragon in a pack, 
the new player is going to take the big giant dragon in the pack without telling without you telling them that they need to. Yeah, like, oh, hey, this thing's super cool. You should take right. it. Right. And I also think that, like, since the power level went up, there are more, maybe not more cards that are bombs, mm-hmm. but there's just more powerful cards in general. And yeah. so, like, you're, you, like, those cards still jump out and you're like, okay, yeah, I need to take this. This is good. So, yeah. Kind of like what I had said last week, where a lot of my drafts I've noticed lately over the last few sets have like, and you attributed it to me tending to draft aggro also, but like a a lot of my drafts have very few rares or mythics in them. They're almost all commons and uncommons. Yeah. So keto, the K is for kill spells. Very Basically, important. Yes. Yeah, so you have to take, you know, ideally cheap efficient removal mm-hmm. so things like you know like power word kill has some holes in it uh yeah. but maybe oh gosh what was the name heartless uh, act heartless act or like you know murder yeah. things that yeah. are ideally cheap instant speed and are gonna allow you to they play their five mana dragon and then you're able to spend three mana on a murder and kill it and then have two mana to do something else Yep. Right, so it puts you up on tempo, and right, you don't just get rolled by their like unbeatable bomb because you had a way to answer it. Right, so prioritizing those as like you know, kind of bombs almost go unspoken. Like, yes, you're gonna take what is the six six can't be countered haste dragon, right? Inferno, yeah, a star inferno of the star inferno mount. Of the star mount. Yeah, yeah. Like you win the game if it gets twenty power or something. Yeah, it, it twenties them if it gets twenty power. So you can like, like, again, like you don't have to tell someone take this, right? right. But you might have to tell them like, you know what, it, take the removal spell over, you know, a medium rare, right, or something. Because when your opponent plays Inferno the Star Mounts, you can just go like, I'll tap three minute and kill that. Yeah. As opposed to getting rolled by the 6-6 Flying Haster. Right. Right. So they had a, a more focus on rem- on removal mm-hmm. uh, than, than you did in, like, bread. The next thing yep. is um, where bread was evasion, the E in keto was for efficient creatures. And, and, like, that kind of includes evasion also. It does. But, like... The thing that LSV was stressing in the pod was the fact that, like, two drops are way more important than they used to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And even one drops, right? That used to be, like, one drops were a trap. Don't take one drops. Yeah. Right? And now, like, they've put enough power on one drops. Not an actual power, but, like, you know. Things the, the card does. Yeah, the what was the stupid one two one two flying, flying first, strike? first strike? Yeah, yeah, and like normally that card is wouldn't be or years ago that card wouldn't be good, mm-hmm. but now like the formats are like oh there's a deck that you just want to put pants on a thing, right? And so I'm just gonna do I'm gonna have this thing that's really good to put pants on, and I'm gonna kill you with it, mm-hmm. or like you need to have. You know, two mana creatures to like block or be aggressive, right? You don't need to focus on, you know, four and five mana things 
you need to focus on your like two and three drop things. Well, because- and another thing that they had said on LR last week was that like the the four and five drop stuff kind of comes naturally as the pack progresses and your pick has to account for like the two drops drying up early. Yeah. So if there's like a good two drop in your deck, you kind of have to prioritize that because you're going to end up with the bigger stuff later on. You're not going to end up with a decent two drop later on. Yeah, the like the the power level in the four and five drops, I think, is more uniform. Yeah. Right. They're all playable. Yeah. Right. There are like the uh, the uh, era of some EP. Right. Right. Summit Prowler. Yeah. Summit Prowler, like two red, red, uh, four, three box of yeah. flavor text. Right. Right. Doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't now it's really... two mana for a four, three with like a slight downside. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or like there's a bunch of two mana one threes or sorry, yeah. two mana three ones. And your four, three is laughable because right. right those kind of cards don't get made as much anymore. So where those would be like towards the end of your pack, right? Now it's like, oh, this 4-3 comes in and like lets me rummage. Mm-hmm. Or when it, it, it rummages on attack or something, right? There's some extra ability for your two red red thing. Or you roll a dice and you get treasures. Yeah, right? So there's, there's a, or gosh, the, the uncommon was like exile cards and get to cast them. Basically yeah. draw cards. Draw a card. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. So, that card was great. That was like my favorite card to draft in that format. Yeah, I had three of them in a deck and went like 03. And I was like, how? How does this happen? But yeah. um, so they were more focused on the, the early, you know, either defense or aggression. I think mm-hmm. the last few sets um, have shown that they are doing more to put like, low to the ground aggressive decks in the format yeah or it's well, just they've the, really pushed like that archetype yes like the red white equipment or like yeah. augment your creature archetype seems like one is always the red right white archetype mm-hmm. and two it always seems like way better than it should seem like way better than it was five years ago yeah right the, it, like the red black aggro decks have been pretty good the last few sets also yeah, so there's like it seems like there's a really good aggro deck just always there. So you even if you're a control deck, you have to have those two drops to trade with your opponent's two drops, yeah. or trade with their pump spells and then trade uh, for their uh, for their two drops. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, the the T in keto was for top end, and this is those five and six mana things. So they're like. Right. prioritize removal prioritize two and three drops basically like good efficient creatures mm-hmm. and then like we said those top end things you're like the two or three five drops you can maybe play in your deck right yeah. those are going to come to you and they're going to be good like think back to like Ikoria uh, when you were drafting Ikoria how like how often were you getting you know pick 11 um like titanoth rex or um 
the worm that cycles or like those like, things. And you ended up with those in your draft all the time. Yeah. Greater sandworms. Greater sandworm. Yeah, yeah. Like you just, they just were there. Right. Right. And so those are the things you don't have to take early because mm-hmm. if you got Titan off Rex versus greater sandworm versus, you know, what was the, the six mana, like red five, five haster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like those cards—they're different, but they're pretty much all interchangeable. They're right. a thing that if it stays on the battlefield for a few turns, you win the game. Yep. Right. So, right, it doesn't really matter what yep. it is. It just matters that you have a couple of them in your deck. Yeah. So, if your if the your early removal was good enough, your early yeah. kill spells, then you've probably cleared a path for whatever meat stick you're going to stick yeah. and then win the game. Either like your removal was good enough or you're able to like get the board to like with your two and three drops where they had to trade. Right. Right. Now again, like, you know, there, there are some premium for uh, five and six mana things. Like you take those without being told to take them. Right. Yeah. I don't, we don't have to tell yeah, you to take, have them. To take those. Right. And yeah. then the last thing they just had like other. And I think that like other is, you can think of it as like things that don't affect the board, like the cool build around enchantment. Yeah. So like if you want to, you know, like those are the things that when you're new are kind of a trap. You're like, yeah. Oh, teleportation uh, circle looks super cool. And then you're right. like, but then you don't end up like you don't end up with a deck good right. enough to have it in there. Or, or or like the cycling deck in Ikoria. Like it, I mean, it was the best deck in the format, but if you're new to the format and prob- like somebody that would be you know learning how to draft using this system, that's probably not a deck that you're going to draft because there's kind of a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And, and like that's so you're not going to pick that. Uh, yeah. You're not right. going to pick the whatever it is. Yeah. The kill so- spell. Yeah, so the keto thing is, and just like Brett is, it's not for like, hey, I do 30 drafts a set for the last like 12 sets. It's more yeah. like for, for starting out. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing to like think about when, you know, even if you are experienced, like, you know, am I like, if I really want to win this draft, like what is the best pick, right? Sometimes yeah, I- like you are in a draft and you're like, Oh, teleportation circle looks really fun. I want to see if I can make that work. Verse, mm-hmm. I really want to like do well on this draft. Yeah. So what is and what what is the thing that makes me do the best? Like these things are also more important early in a draft format when people are still trying to like figure out their pick orders. Um, this is this is kind of a pick order, like real early in a format, or if you're not like super into a format um like this keto will help you like kind of inform your own pick order yeah because eventually like you figure out that the best deck in icoria is the cycling deck right and so then you're like oh i'm actually gonna take a one mana cycler first yeah because i'm hoping to push everyone else out of the cycling deck and get two zenith flares Yep. Uh, or, you know, whatever, like, you know, 
Dungeons and Dragons, it's like, oh, red, black is the best. I'm only going to draft like two and three drops <laughs> and just try to run people over as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. Like, oh, Hobgoblin Captain is busted. Yep. Cool. I Good guess I'm going to take as many of those as I can get. Where, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't always think of that when, you know, like, oh, like, like, I, I guess the red black deck is kind of just like a keto, like, take some removal and take some two drops and then it like, works out. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, this is not for, like, the the seasoned drafter. Right. Right. Where, like, you've kind of, you know the rules, right? And then you can be like, oh, I think that this is an interesting thing I want to try. Yeah. Right. And sometimes you do just, like, throw away a draft because you're like, I want to see if this works. Yeah. And then you're like, no, no, this doesn't work. No. But other times you're like, oh, that was really fun. I might have only gone, like, 4-3, but it was enjoyable and, like, it does kind of work. Maybe there's a better Ta- version. I taught you get. something about the format. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was keto versus bread. It's like a, you know, if your friend like is on arena and it's like, I usually pay constructed. I don't draft. And it's like, must be nice to be rich. Um, <laughs> uh, here's, here's some, a quick way for you to like a quick and dirty way for you to like get into a format and like end up with a functional deck. Right. Like maybe not the best deck in that particular draft format, but a deck that like a deck that does something that does something that's not just yeah. spinning its wheels or only has like five drops or whatever. Yep. Right. So that was that little breakdown. So the other light or the light and airy thing we wanted to talk about, not the other, the light and airy thing we wanted to talk about, <laughs> it was something sent to us by uh, a user on Twitter uh, named uh, Sex Karate. Hey, yeah. yeah. That I is, like how you refer to the doom and gloom of arena as light and airy. Hey, yeah, light, light, light and airy. The, 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 the uh, poor operations of all things arena pro, uh, wizards of the coast programming. <laughs> also, I do like the, like, like sex karate. Like, like that's just like a, an awkward dojo to visit, I guess. <laughs> Like just, hey just, man, like I've I've played magic tournaments and karate studios before. You have. I don't I don't think there was any sex involved, but <laughs> at least you hope not. <laughs> yeah, none that I was aware none of, at least. Bow to your sensei. Take off your pants. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, that was expecting. So, uh, this person tweeted me and was like, "Hey, I'm new to arena. Is this kind of how it always works?" Like at like the start of a new season, and then like yeah. there have been like all these bugs. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, this like quote unquote season mm-hmm. has been super weird. It has. So, usually the seasons turn over at the end of each month, mm. but for whatever reason, when um. They added Modern Horizons to Jumpstart thing, yeah. right? They had to reset the season for Arena. So August had two seasons. They yeah. had a season that lasted till the uh, like the second week, third week in August, supposedly, and then they had the season that was like whatever after that. Yeah. Right. And so uh, they had said, like, 
hey, the first 1,200 people to reach Mythic will qualify for the Mythic Invitational or Mythic Qualifier thing. And yeah, as we were dis- yeah, as we were discussing on the uh, the pre-show, what exactly does it qualify me for? Because I don't think you guys have an organized play system for me to like uh, jump onto. Yeah, the rules are made up, and the points don't matter. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's the first thing that was like off with this quote unquote like the August season is it was broken into two. Because of an update. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the update was necessarily like tied to modern mythic historic jumpstart horizons, whatever. Um, I think that was just when they chose to do the back end update that they needed to do anyway. Yeah, it could very well be that they, they just lined up. Yeah, I think that. Like a lot of these bugs don't necessarily have anything to do with jumpstart mythic historic yeah. modern horizons or whatever. Um, I think that they're all due to whatever back end update that they did. Yeah. And that might have been why they pushed the releases around also, because they pushed back jumpstart, right? Like two weeks or something. Or yeah. like a, a week or two. And then that um like then, they, then they like change what they were gonna do for, because uh, they had had announced like, hey, first twelve hundred people to Mythic qualify yeah. for the thing, and when they moved it, people were like, are you still gonna honor that? And they were like, yeah, we're not gonna change that. Yeah. So the fact that we had like kind of two like season ends and like resets is not normal. So right. if this was like your first or second month in Arena. This was like a one-off weirdness. This is the first time this has happened that I can remember in the yeah. like two and a half years of Arena. Almost three years now. Well, I mean, like there there have been... It, it is weird that they split the season up like this. But, I mean, there have been updates which led to pretty major bugs. Like, yeah. uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about is Wizards gave out an apology redemption code. And yes. they have done that in the past. Yes, they have. So, like, bugs are kind of, they're not super normal, but they do happen, for they, sure. They do happen. Um, so, I, I, don't, I think it was before the update, there was a bug where um, Brainstorm was legal in Best of Three Historic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. People were just, like, playing their, like, decks, and then, like, people were brainstorming against them. Huh. And people were like, "What? what is going on? And I like thought, went down the Twitter rabbit hole and was like, it's not legal in best of one, it's legal in best of three. Weird. Clearly someone like messed something up. Mm-hmm. And it was like before the big update. So yeah. um, for the most part, I will say I don't have huge issues with like Arena as a program. Right. I know that depending on what corner of Twitter you are in. Uh, there are some people that like find arenas idiosyncrasies, let's say, yeah. uh, completely and totally unacceptable. Well, I would implore those people to spend some time on Magic Online and then come <laughs> back and complain about Arena. Fair. But, like, I've not had huge issues. Yeah, I for the say- most part, Arena is a pretty 
pretty yeah. decent program. The, the biggest thing I have had, and I think I might have brought this up, is since I play, I've played a lot more on mobile due to the fact it's just like easier with like the the wee baby. Yeah. Is like, uh, it like just hard crashes to the home screen on uh, my iPad. Yeah. You'll be playing and it just like it goes from the game black home screen. Hmm. And then you just start it back up and it like reloads and it's like, oh, there was a problem. Let's rebuild your let's check all your assets. And then it oh, gets boy. you and then it gets you back in the game relatively quickly. But yeah. like yeah. If I'm playing for two or three hours, it'll maybe happen once or yeah. twice. It's annoying. But like Man. Man, you play for two or three hours on your iPad. That thing doesn't like melt. Yeah, it's fine. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Sometimes, like I like so Sunday, uh, Saturday night. I hadn't got my fifteen wins, so I think from like ten to twelve, I like laid in bed and played, yeah. and it like did yeah. the hard like crash thing one time. Hmm. Like, which it should do it zero times, right? But it it consistently does it like once. That's been yeah. my biggest thing. That in the like, they fixed it and now it's kind of back. The fact well, you know that, what you should do. Like all the pro players just restart their client in between every round. This is true. I should. So you should probably just do that. I should. I should. <laughs> also, it's not as bad as it was, but like, yeah. um, the part of the screen when you have like when you can like look at your a hand or like have to make a selection from yeah. like your. It's still kind of doing sometimes the like part of the screen is dead and you can't like select any card that's over on like the right hand side. Which okay. is annoying. Um like, I haven't really seen that. I I have personally, you know, had a bug happen that I don't think I've seen too many people complaining about and like there's an easy workaround for it, so I'm like it's not a you know deal breaker for me playing arena or anything. But sometimes when I go, actually, I think it happened in my gameplay video for the Tybalt's Trickery deck. Um, when I have to make a selection of a card, um, sometimes the screen's completely blank and there's nothing for me to select there. Awesome. So if you click um, View Battlefield and then go back into the selection screen, it'll populate normally. Gotcha. Um, so what brought this about... Uh, was again, uh, Mr. Mr. Karate, mm -hmm. uh, or, or Miss Karate, whoever, the karate right. person, um, <laughs> had, had like copied, had sent us like a tweet about, uh, I think it was a streamer, uh, Sims MTG, mm -hmm. and they hit uh, Mythic in Limited. Mm hmm. And then their account just stopped allowing them to play arena. They it like didn't it no longer displayed their rank. They could no longer make progress on daily ch uh, challenges. It just wouldn't do anything. Hmm. And there were multiple people that were like, "Yeah, this happened to me too." And I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a new one." Yeah. And again, this is the first time I've heard of something like that happening. So again, like, I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, every month like, you hit mythic, and like it wigs out. Like that's not yeah. a a thing that I've ever seen happen, or this is the first time I've heard about it. 
I had I had tried to go back and to find like Wizard's actual response or whatever, um, and I couldn't. I went back through. I guess we can talk about it now. Wizards did release an apology for the bugs yeah. and said they're working on it. There was a major backend update. And as an apology, they gave out a redemption code. It's Parcelmir, P-A-R-C-E-L-M-Y-R, all one word. Uh, put that into the redemption code box and you'll get, I think I got some gold, some gems, a pack, and a couple ICRs. I got... What did I get? I got 2,000 gold, 2,000 mastery progress, 2,000 experience. Yeah. Uh, what would have been three uh, ICRs, but I had them all, so I just got 60 gems. Oh, okay. And then two card styles. Gotcha. That's what I got. So, yeah. like So they've admitted that there has been an issue associated yeah. with this big update. Um. I thought that in that like announcement or apology or whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, they had said something to the effect of what I'm about to say, but I couldn't find it. So like, don't, don't take my word for granted. Like I may be wrong cause I can't find the article I was looking for anymore, but I'm pretty sure at when these issues started being reported, especially with people, um, specifically the issues with them not progressing their rank. Um, Wizards said that it is reporting correctly on the back end. It's just not showing up in the client. Okay. So I think to say that you can't play is a little bit of an overstatement. Um, I mean, it obviously it makes it difficult to make, to grow your rank, maintain a rank or, do your quests if you can't see what they are or if they never like populate and go away. But supposedly it is working correctly on the back end. Okay. Well, I guess when they said he couldn't play, apparently he never progressed down a draft. Uh, So like, so I don't like, cause like it wasn't, maybe he could, but it wasn't showing him move. I gotcha. Uh, But yeah, he said he didn't progress through a draft. But hmm. I mean that's kind of a, a a big thing. Yeah. To have to have break. So apparently right. this was a lot of people have had this issue. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I think that uh Mr. Mr. and or Mrs. Karate had posted I think three separate tweets about the same about that exact same issue. Yeah. And then another one I, I like this one. Uh RNG is lazy poor shuffles and too many mirror matches i don't think <laughs> i don't think rng can be lazy yeah but um i do again my one like arena conspiracy theorist like tinfoil hat thing yeah is i do feel like your meta game changes based on the deck you're playing like i wholeheartedly feels that way that, sometime where like you know when mono red was the best deck and like that was all anyone played in like you know best of one like mm-hmm. four cerulean drakes and like four other pro and four aether guests it was like oh i guess i'd never play against mountain again yeah weird that's really weird that doesn't seem reasonable at all 
Yeah. Um, and the uh, they had said so. They had the the tweet that they copied was like it crashes frequently, frequently, which it does crash crash too frequently on mobile, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then the uh, uh, random number generator thing, and you know the uh, the karate was like games have like an automated kind of feel right now. And I think that's just because, like, if, like the decks kind of get solved super fast now. Yeah. And so, like, it's like, okay, like, this is the best two drop to play in this matchup, so I play this. And then this is the yeah. three drop, right? And it's like, everyone's kind of, like, in standard, and even in, like, you know, standard 2022, everyone's working towards, like, similar endgames. Right. Right? If you have mountains in your deck, you're working towards an endgame that is Goldspan Dragon. Right, and if you have eyelids in your deck, you're working to an end game that is probably um, what's it called? Uh, Elrond Elrond's Symphony. Symphony. Yeah. Right, and so like you get the same kind of thing over and over and over again, right? Yeah. And so like it's a question of like how you get there, but like right. so there's blue red dragons that's like oh I'm I'm gold spanned into Elrond's Epiphany. Yep. Then there's like. In, in 2022 right and then there and and even in standard right? then there's in like 2022 i'm blue green i'm ramping into elrond's epiphany and uh the seven mana giant that puts or turns all non-giants to their opponent's hand to your to everyone's hand yeah right and like that's what you're that's what you're doing so it feels like a lot of the games end up going to the same place mm-hmm Right, as a, which can make it feel like you're only ever playing mirror matches. Yeah, you know, like oh, I'm playing the Elrond Epiphanies deck, and I'm only seeing other Elrond Epiphanies decks. And yeah. sometimes it, it might be blue red versus blue green versus blue black or whatever, but you still feel like you're playing the same game over and over again. Yeah, that was kind of like my thought when I read that the one tweet that was complaining about poor shuffling and too many mirror mass matches is like, I don't, I don't know how you prove that. Cause like we've had conversations about the shuffler on the show before. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of part of the game is like the randomness, you know, you, you play so many games and you end up with a bias because the games that go well, like tend to just kind of fade away because that's what you're expecting. And the games that go super poorly is what you remember because the shuffler got me again. You know what I mean? And then the mirror matches is the exact same thing. Like you're going to, if you're, if you have already seen that the format is solved and it's, you know, the same three decks over and over again, you're going to start complaining about mirror matches, which means every time you run into one, it's going to, confirm your bias even more yeah and then the other and, thing was like uh, uh go ahead i'm sorry i was just gonna say like i don't i don't think you can really prove either of those you know what i mean it's not really i don't know if i'd call either of those a bug with the program because it's not something that you know you can sit down and say this is a problem here's my proof fix it yeah yeah i mean it's it's more of the only thing is like the the they admit there is like some sort of pairing algorithm, right? Um, they did for commander for Bra- sure. Yeah. For, for brawl, brawl. I think they admitted it. I don't think they have for like any of the competitive formats. Yeah. 
Right, but I mean, I could see where you feel like, oh, there must be, you know, again, my tinfoil hat, there must be like yeah. an algorithm because I play 60% mono red mirrors when I play mono red. And then right. I put like a bunch of anti red cards in a deck and then I no longer see mono red. Yeah. And it's like, how, how does that work? I played, you know, again, small sample sizes, but it's like, oh, I played 10 matches and I played seven against mono red. Then I switched to my anti mono red deck and I played 10 matches and I played mono red zero times right and it's like but uh, uh, so like there you can like tinfoil hat the other thing that this person had mentioned right uh, was that there's like there's a, there's no incentive to browse the shop everything is parceled out into like six different batches and cost out the notes and i mean that's just like like that's just a critique of the arena economy or also thereof. not a bug also the, uh, not a the, bug. Yeah, the same, like, when they come out with the daily deal or whatever they call it, that goes out to everybody. That's not, like, tailor-made for you. Yes. It's everybody the gets thing. the same ones. So, and they specifically do put them in batches so that, you know, I forget when it was, but they had all of the... Um, Snarls. The D lands, yeah, yeah, or the snarls, or I think the other today or yesterday or whatever it was blue cards. Like they definitely come out in batches by design. Um, that's just how they do it. Yeah, and so it's, I don't... it's to make you FOMO spend. Right? Yeah, I... and like you shouldn't be buying those anyway, so don't complain about it. <laughs> yeah, like the only reason you should go there is because they bury the like free golden gems clear at the end now. So yeah. they did put the they did move one to the beginning the other day and I was like, Oh, I didn't even have to click through this. It was just here. This is great. Yeah. But uh I forget it was it was on another podcast. It was either like Arena Decklist or like L R. I think it was Arena Decklist. They're like someone said like it just kind of feels like Arena is now just like has like a crappy mo- uh, mobile game feel in terms of like it's all gotcha mechanics and all that stuff. And they were like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's how free to play games work. Right. Is they, it's all like FOMO and, you know, this currency you earn, this currency you pay for. And there's no make, direct correlation. There's no direct correlation. And like, oh, I make you, you buy 10,000, you, you buy a thousand gems but then when you buy the packs, you can only spend 900 gems. Right. So now you have 100 gems left over. So you have to spend more money to be right. able to spend your gems that you have. Like, it's all like the, it is the mobile game, you know. Yeah. It's been crafted stuff. with a uh, behavioral psychologist to yeah, exactly. hurt you from your, your hard-earned dollary dues. So someone went to college and was like, I'm going to help people. And then yeah. someone was like, we'll pay you a whole bunch of money to separate them from their money. And they were like, I like okay. nice things. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I will help people spend money. That's how I will sleep at night. I'm helping yeah. them spend yeah. their money. That's right. So, yeah, like not a bug. But, I mean, I think that anyone that, like, thinks about, like, how magic was when you grew up or, like, how, like, ideally like the ideal of magic right of like Mm. this game that's really good that you want to be able to play and then you get like hit in the face with the harsh realities of 
Wizards is trying to milk you for as many dollars as they can, and your yeah. job is to not let them. Right. Right? It's like, I want to play your game while giving you as few dollars as possible. Learn to draft. Learn to draft. But how, how can I, like, do that? And it is, like, learn to draft and, like, not buy card styles. Yeah. But, right. right, like, it it feels, you know, right, when you feel like they're trying to, like, you feel like they're constantly trying to pick your pocket. And mm-hmm. so, like, you don't like the fact that you have to, like, be, like, swatting the hand away from your wallet at all times. Yeah. Right? And it's like, no, I just want to play the game. I don't want to also be like, you know, like, okay, I know the thing they're showing me right now is because it, like, appeals to some small reptilian part of my brain <laughs> that is going to, like, that was useful when I was, like, a monkey, but now yeah. it is only used to exploit me, and I've got to fight this urge and go click somewhere else real quick. And, like... Ooh, that piece of shiny. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Right? You're like, can yeah. you just let me play your game without like trying to exploit me at every turn? Yeah. So again, like I would say bug wise, you know, there's one more bug we're gonna talk about. This has been the worst it's been. Economy wise, this is just the arena economy. Yeah. They they <laughs> And I don't see it changing anytime soon. Yeah, so like we say like they need to make it better. But everyone who, like, every time there's a big video about, like, they need to make it better, like, that's the first person, like, you know, Pleasant Kenobi or Saffron Oliver or whoever is the first person who's throwing up, like, four different videos with four wildly different historic decks. Right. Uh, in the first week of his uh, the new set being put on historic. And, like, Complaining to- about throwing a whole bunch of money into the game while spending $1,000 in the game. Like, yeah, you you just gave them your money and they're yeah. complaining about it. Like, maybe you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you voted with your wallet. And like, I understand yeah. that it's like, well, I need to do that because the way I fill my wallet is by making yeah. these videos. And I understand all of that. But yeah. it's still it's like, oh, this is awful, but I'm still yeah. going to do it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Arena economy. Bad. But enough of us keep giving them money. Mm hmm. That they're not going to change it. No, definitely right. not. Again, like they call it cardboard crack for a reason. That's right. Right. Now it's Be- digital crack. Now it's digital crack. Right. And the other thing is something I haven't seen, and it would not surprise me if it was screwed up, but it also mm-hmm. like seems like a big thing to mess up, which is like uh, mis- uh the karate one. Mm-hmm. Sex karate was like like my cleric class isn't working right or now I have definitely had cards that I didn't think were working right. And then I realized that like I screwed something up, but it sounds like they had played this card for a good bit. So they knew how it was supposed to work and it just was broken. Hmm. And I don't like I've played against that deck actually played against it quite a bit over the weekend. And I didn't notice anything wrong with cleric class. Yeah. But, so. you know, it could very well have been that there is something messed up, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen it. But I haven't either. There are... Now, at the same time, there are decks that people have, like, not played on Arena mm-hmm. due to, like... There's, like, a Tashar bug yeah. that, like, renders, tush- like, the Tashar combo deck, like, unplayable. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. For the longest time, it just wouldn't work because of, 
like Tashar wouldn't properly target something. Hmm. And so like you couldn't like set up the loop you were supposed to get. Yeah. Because it wouldn't target properly. So hmm. there are there are one hundred percent I mean the I tried to re- I tried to report a bug, but their bug reporting system is god awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to like sign into their forum or something and make a yeah. post. Yeah, and it's like, no, let let me help you. There should just yeah. be a button in the client that says report a bug. Yeah. Right? And he should be like, Oh, this happened. And it's like, do you want to send it? Uh, and then it should just send the last game's log yeah. to Wizards. Done. Yep. Right? Like, hey. Because, like, Quandrix command did not work correctly. Yeah. Like, at all. For, like, all of Strixhaven, Quandrix command was busted. And hmm. so, Quandrix command requires at least one target. Right. Right. So you have to have a creature. I guess either you have to be able to target a creature, a spell, and then the other the other thing is you always have the like backup target of target player shuffles cards into their graveyard uh, from their graveyard into their library. Yeah. It would let you put Quadrix Command on the stack with only oh, and then pick your targets. Uh it would let you put it on the stack. It would let you target them with the one mode. It would let you pick the modes and target them with the shuffle. And then yeah. it just wouldn't ever resolve. Huh. So it let you put it on the stack, but then just was like, no, can't resolve. Or like would let Weird. you pick modes that didn't have legal targets. Go on yeah. to the stack and spend your mana. And it would just stay on the stack for the rest of the game. Huh. Usually the game wasn't too long. Because like they just flash back a magma opus with a torrential <laughs> gear hog, or you know that was when we were um, unburial writing the uh, the sphinx that then would cast their yeah uh, uh, their whatever their salt automatum right and they'd go infinite yeah. right so the games usually didn't last much beyond that but like it would stay up until like the next turn and it was busted for like a month and a half. Yeah. And it's like, go, go fix this. People have told you about it. Mm-hmm. It would take you like one game, like, it would take you like one game against like someone. Hey, like, uh, direct challenge me. And, uh, I want to see if this is busted. Oh, cool. It's yeah. busted, fellow dev. Let's fix it. But it just stayed busted for like, you know, a long time. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can cast this? Oh, all right. Oh. Oh, no. I guess I guess I can't. It just does nothing. It does nothing. It spends three mana and does nothing. Yeah. Like, doesn't even give spends you the Spends three mana and resides on the stack. Yeah. Doesn't even give you the, like, you know, the the, the joy of, like, oh, what would it be? Of uh, mana burning you. It's just, like, <laughs> gone. So, like, I am not going to, like, it is definitely not out of the realm of possibilities that stuff is broken because stuff has broken before. Yeah. But what they always get to fall back on is magic is a very good game. Mm-hmm. And even a flawed client to play a very good game on is better than not playing the very good game. Right. Right. So people come back to arenas, messed up economy and, 
you know, at times buggy client. And I guess I don't know. And again, I am I am definitely not a computer software engineer. But like, how many people do they have working on this? It seems like they no never idea. have enough. Right. Right. Like my my answer to many things uh, in the last like, you know, in my job recently and, you know, uh, around here with like, you know, the way schools are going here is like we had a long time to fix this. And I know that the <laughs> solutions, the solutions required someone to spend more money. Yeah. And build systems that actually worked or build systems that were redundant. And maybe we wouldn't fully utilize the redundant system, but it was there. Yeah. Right. And I feel like arena is just like, yeah, we've had this for three years and it's still just Mike and Mike does all this stuff. <laughs> and it's like, this makes us hundreds of millions of dollars. It does. And if it's you, just Mike. If you read the fine print, it says that we're still in beta. So you, you can expect these sorts of things. Yeah. Which is like a huge freaking cop out. Like, no, did it, <laughs> didn't it leave beta? It, it did leave beta, but I mean, it took them like a year and a, a half. Yeah. A very long time to come out of beta. Yeah. But they still just have Mike or whoever like doing it. Yeah. Right. It, well, it, it, yeah, it's Mike and his dog. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they didn't bring the dog on the payroll. He's just an unpaid intern. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, he goes and gets sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. So Mike can program. So more. Mike can stay stay working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sandwiches and Dr. Peppers. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, I like it's one of the things that it's like, hey, we could have like, you know, we could avoid they could avoid this stuff happening. Yeah, I don't follow like Hearthstone or um, uh, Legends of Runeterra, right? But when uh anthony was doing his podcast and christos it was like it was hey the meta's bad this game stopped being fun because the meta's broken but it wasn't like oh yeah like this week the client just like didn't let me play this card because reasons like and i don't understand how this keeps happening (laughs) like this or you know remember like the tainted pack fiasco yeah like not the not the fact that like the deck shouldn't have been a deck, the fact that like you could not tainted packed correctly, mm-hmm. right? Because you played like two tainted backs and two Thassa's oracles, yeah, right. And like you would name the one you didn't have or whatever, but you couldn't like partially packed, right. Because, or you wouldn't name, you go, because you just roped out Mm -hmm. to the point that like the people like, people were like, I can't play this in the premier arena event because I'll rope out. Same with like Mind's Desire. Like it was like, you couldn't resolve a Nine's Desire for the longest time. Right. Because it just took too long and it would rope you out. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, that shouldn't be a thing. Right. And poor if you're Mike's, gonna have cards like that, give me the time to do it. Yes, and poor Mike's like, I'm doing the best I can. And we're like, <laughs> Mike, we're not mad at you. We want you to have four more people. Well, you know, they can't afford those four more people though, because they got 17 sets a year they got to develop. I don't think they've hired a bunch of new R and D people. <laughs> well, right, but that, I mean, that's that's why though. <laughs> it, it's like, hey, they're all the same people. 
It's all the same people. Mark Rosewater yeah. is working the back end of Arena right now. Yeah, man. He's like, you don't hey. think they actually hired people, do you? He's like, Space Carnival. And they're like, cool. While you're Space Carnivaling, can you please... <laughs> can you please make it so this person can see that they're actually like making progress in the game? He's yeah. like, ugh. Fine. He like went to night school. He went to ITT Tech uh, <laughs> to to learn to learn coding so he well, can do this. When you're that coked up, you don't sleep. So he, he never, <laughs> never. But yeah, I like it's hard one on one. Like where like they're like this is the most this is Magic's most profitable set, and it's like hey, you know the stuff that you like we all said would be cool to have on Arena. Like yeah, we remember that. Could you, could you, could you do it? Oh, we just don't have the resources. How do you not have the resources? This is the most money you've ever made. The most money ever. Yeah. Yeah, we just don't. It's it's rough. It's it's rough out here. Pandemic. You made the most money ever when people every set's the best thing. selling set. Yeah. Yes. We're all like, man. Man, Adventures in the Forgotten Realm, kind of dookie. And the response is, best-selling set of all time. How? Who said it was a failure? Yeah, no one liked it. Best-selling set ever. What? What are you doing? Why? We don't know. You people are just suckers. And it's like, no. We can print garbage. Nobody cares. Exactly. It's like, hey. Wait till you see what we got coming next. Yeah. Do you, do you want some cyberpunk commies? We got you. <laughs> They're gonna have lightsabers. <laughs> lightsabers. You you want like some Umazawa's lightsaber. Umazawa's lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Lightsaber of war and peace. <laughs> <laughs> or uh like, hey, you want some you know you've all been clamoring for? Magic's take on film noir. No, no one's ever wanted that. And like <laughs> next June, we're all going to be like, was like, I don't know, Elder Dragon Humphrey Bogart really the way to go? And people are going to be like, best selling set of all time. We're like, what? Why? How? Like, how do you measure best selling? I don't know anyone who bought this product. Oh, trust us. Best selling set of all time. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. If you say so. If you say so. Like, apparently, your your quarterly earnings say so. So, apparently, yeah. what I am witnessing as I play the games does not matter. <laughs> it is It is like magic sales is kind of like um, the stock market. Yeah. Right? Where, like, in your head, right? Again, in that reptilian part of your brain, you're like, oh, the stock market makes sense to me. If company does really well and makes money their stock goes up and then there's crap like amazon where for years <laughs> amazon stock went up and amazon made no money or tesla. People, yeah or te tesla it was like hey yeah i think they're gonna make money in the future well, let's just ride this out yeah. and like it's like hey i'm watching like i should think hey this set was really fun had some really interesting cards everyone i know enjoyed it and it should be a really good selling set. And then there's other sets where you're like, eh, that's kind of off the set after like a week. No one played any of these cards in like any formats other than like draft. 
standard Every- 22. What? <laughs> or standard 22. Or standard 22 and like, oh, um, no one I the know. they are talk- so bad we had to make a special format for them. Yeah. And no one <laughs> I know talked about this set in any way that was positive. It's like, so this must have been a poor selling set, like best selling set ever. It doesn't, none of this stuff matches. Like, I, I clearly don't understand marketing and business because I would think you make a bad thing, people don't buy it. But apparently, you make a thing that people think is bad and more people than ever buy it. Yeah. And, like, again, didn't think Adventures in the Forgotten Realms was like the worst thing ever, the worst set ever. I don't know, like, where I am on, like, what is the worst set I have played, right? Since I've come yeah. back, but I don't know. It it didn't feel like people were like, "Oh man, can't wait to like AFR draft." Yeah, no. I also think like like we said about like you know how quickly things get solved and whatnot. Like when people talk about like how bad like oh Ixalan was a really bad draft set. Like it was fine if you drafted it like once a week on a Friday. Right. Right. Like, it probably didn't stand up to, like, I did 50 drafts on Magic Online. <laughs> right? Or on Arena. Yeah. Well, it was kind of, like, almost pre-Arena, right? Like, Exelon was... Yeah, no drafts on Arena. Yeah. But then, you know, I don't know. Like, you get to... Like, now it's just, like... Even the good sets, it kind of feels like they all, like, blend together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. Well, it... like. Like is that because is that because they're like overlapping the sets though? Like a set comes out and you're already spoiling the next one, so like mentally there's no differentiation. Yeah, but like like I I, I meant more like the draft formats, right? Like if you think about you know, yes, Keldheim was like snow and that yeah. was different than other stuff, but for the most part it's like, oh, there's this red white aggressive deck. Yeah. Oh, there's always or there's almost always a red white aggressive set. Like Lorehold was the exception. Right. But like it just always feels like like, you know, there's only so many different things you can do. Mm-hmm. And like it kinda it stuff kinda gets like samey. Unless like, yeah. you know, it and like I don't know how you would like make a draft format or make like a set like really stand out that you're like, oh man, this is something I really like I found really compelling. And, you know, maybe that's what, like, Dungeons & Dragons was supposed to do. And again, maybe, like, my... Beforehand, I was like, oh, maybe there's gonna be a bunch of people that buy, like, collector's boosters or singles because they want the, like, special D&D, like, art book cards. The monster book frames. Yeah. Monster manual. Yeah, so they could be like, hey, this is now our token. Or our, like, mini for the Beholder is this cool Beholder art. Yeah, they, right. they also did. I don't know if you saw them because I don't think you bought any of this, right? No, I um, own I own some singles, and that's it. In the packs, you could also get like a D and D stat card as your token. Okay. So it would be like a monster from the set, but it would be like the stats from the monster manual. So oh, I think okay. people are interested in those as well. So, or at least it, I could see how that would appeal to people. Yeah. But like I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like you know, arena and just magic in general. 
I don't know, it's, it's lost something. And it might have just lost something because of the pandemic, right? Like, yeah. Like, we have had arena for maybe longer in pandemic than we did not in pandemic or close to it, right? We're, we're approaching yeah. like even, right? So like I yeah, started we're playing, probably right about there. I, so I started playing at, um, what is it called? Gosh, what is it called? I can't think. Um, guilds. Tons. It was, it, no, guilds. but like guilds of Ravnica. Oh, on arena, arena. Right. Yeah. Right. So guilds. Right. And so then that fall set, the, so the following fall set was thrown, right? I'm not missing one, right? It went like guilds. Yeah, no, I think, I think alliances, you're right. War of the Spark, and then uh, the summer set was in there, and then thrown, and then thrown, yeah. right? And so we've almost made it two years with thrown, and like, so we made it like the I made it the year mark plus I do believe, right? And then yeah. pandemic, and now we're like. 18 19 months in the pandemic yeah and so True. like we've so like i don't know how much of like magic feeling different is that we've had 18 months of magic being different yeah i mean that could very well be i hadn't thought of that yeah it's just like oh we've been so it's like maybe like i don't think arena is helping things right in terms right. of like making formats more fun yeah but it might just be that, like, yeah, we have, like, pandemic. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if we talked about this last time. It might have been on the pre-show, right? Along the same lines. Like, we've made some cracks about, like, the lack of organized play. Mm -hmm. Right? I think I was indignant about this last week on the pre-show, maybe. But the fact that during their, like, big announcement of, like, you know, whatever, you know, Space Ninjas and then, like, oh yeah, Demon, yeah. Demon Gangsters, they were like, and something for the competitive player store <laughs> championship. I was like, oh, they're going to announce like, hey, we're going to do organized. Like, no, it was like store championships. And like, yeah. it's like, no, that's no, 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 no. That's not, not all stores, though. Not all stores. Some stores. Some stores. Right. But like, it's like, no, like you've you've missed something. Yeah. Okay. So I was watching, I've, I've fallen into TikTok. This is a dark place. Oh boy, here we place. go. But, but it's a weird place. Right. Somehow, You're going deeper down the rabbit hole and I've uh, climbed my way out of the rabbit hole. I'm not on hardly any social media anymore. So somehow because I watched one like random like video about Apex Legends, a game yeah. I've never played and know zero about, yeah. um, I kept getting apex legends videos and it was uh the, this one was a guy doing a skit and, and he's like i'm a pro player and like he was like i can't believe they took out this move out of uh the game and this guy who's like in gold is like what are you talking about like i i don't even know what that is it's like oh yeah it's like where you would jump and then like uh move your mouse wheel forward when you change direction and the guy's like so you could only do it on a keyboard and mouse like yeah most of us play on console and like 97% of the players are, <laughs> are aren't above gold. Like and the pros, like I can't believe they're catering to you people. He's like, we're the people who buy all the skins and spend all the money. Why wouldn't they be catering to us? And I was like, you could just replace apex legends with, with magic. magic 
And this is yeah. the exact same conversation that we're having. Yeah. And it's like, you know, while, you know, in like a game like Apex Legends, where it's like, well, if one group of people gets to do like, you know, some crazy weird teleport thing with their mouse and yeah. the rest of your character, your players can't, you kind of got to fix that because like you're playing two different games. Right. But at the same time, like, it's not like Apex Legends was like, well, most of our players buy skins, so I guess we're going to, or, you know, are going to ignore, like, any kind of person who wants to be good at the game. Yeah. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, this feels very much like the magic argument. <laughs> like, of course we're catering to the casual player. And it's like, yeah, but, like, you don't have to, like, cut off. Cut us out completely. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, if no other company would be like, and we're just going to work 10% of our, our customer base because they won't leave, right? Like, no. Right. Like, Apple builds things that they know, like, you know, 2% of Apple users are going to build, but it looks really cool and sexy. Yeah. And so they still build it so they can put it on their on their webpage and be like, oh, hey, here's this monitor stand that's $6,000. Yeah. Knowing Flagship, no one- whatever. Yeah, and knowing no one's ever going to buy it, but it's this cool yeah. thing that like exists and gets like media buzz. Right. They're not just like, "Oh, we could not make it." It's like, "Oh no, it's, it's worth us to make it," you know. And like it feels like Wizards is like, "We we could have a pro tour." And everyone's like, "Nah, it's not worth it. Nah, they'll still buy the cards anyway." Yeah. When when we end so, up with like like what's Oh, go ahead. I say we end up with just We've all go to what I've deemed Australian magic, flesh and blood. <laughs> then, then yeah. we'll then we'll be like, oh, I guess we should have kept those people. Yeah. So one of the things that's crazy is like the argument that I think both of us used to make is that there's no way the casual player, like playing kitchen table, whatever, spends the same amount of money on the game as you know an enfranchised tournament player just because you know an enfranchised tournament player has to you know build so many decks throughout the season blah 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 build a collection so they can move in and out of decks you know all that good stuff except that like i was just having a chat with the owner of our lgs the other day and he has started buying um the like hang tag packs like you see in the big box stores. Okay. Because nobody's buying packs anymore. People are only buying boxes. Huh. So he said to try and, you know, force people in like, there's no markup on a box. Like Amazon has killed all of the markup on a booster box. It is no longer profitable to sell a booster box at a game store. Or very close to being zero profit. So he's trying to get people like to buy, buy packs. Yeah, like, he's trying to get people to buy buy single packs now. Yeah, but so I don't know, like this this mythical casual player that you know would buy a booster pack here or there or whatever. Like, I guess they're not doing that, and they're just buying boxes off Amazon. I guess I don't know, like. In yeah, which they, case, like they're really not spending that much different money than yeah, I mean, maybe the tournament the, grinders. Maybe the you know the difference is right. 
the tournament grinders are buying singles, right? So they're yeah, maybe. Like, so Wizards doesn't see that money, right? If you buy a thirty dollar right. mythic, right? Wizards well, they don't see, see it directly. They don't see it directly, right? They see it in that someone that's not you had to open four boxes right. to get that thirty dollar mythic. Right, so they're seeing it there. They're not seeing it in like that you handed them thirty dollars for the mythic, unless it's a secret layer, um, <laughs> or a commander collection, or yeah. a spell book, or right, any number of things <laughs> that they've now like market directly to consumers. Right? Yeah, but like you, but yeah, you might be right. Like in term in Wizards' eyes, the casual player might be spending as much money as a tournament player or generating as much revenue. Right. And like, there are also a lot of big box stores have pulled, you know, collectible card games off of the shelves too. Yeah. So like if they're not buying single packs at Walmart or target and they're not buying single packs at local game stores and they're only ordering booster boxes, then. Yeah. And you know, again, we talked about like you might have a higher, there might be a greater markup for wizards or a greater profit selling it through Amazon. Yeah. Right. So, right. and also like, if that's the case, why, why would anybody buy a bundle? Yeah. Like if bar- I can go on Amazon and order a booster box for a hundred bucks and, or less. And, you know, I, I buy a bundle anywhere and it's 40 bucks. Like the math doesn't add up there. Yeah, I was going to say um, they, well, I, I think that, well, the math doesn't add up, right? You you and I, we've talked about this before, we're, we're in a pretty comfortable position in terms of like, we can spend $100 on a box. But there might yeah. be some people that they can only spend $40. That's true. Right, so they get the, so the bundle is that price point for that yeah. person. Where maybe they can spend, you know... Again, we've established this crack, right? So you can spend $40 this month and then $40 next month. And, yeah. you know, the whole marshmallow experiment doesn't work out real well, right? Where you're like, I can right. save my $40 and then spend $80 and get more. So yeah, I want the marshmallow now. So they yeah. get the marshmallow. Now. So it could be that. But yeah, it is. It is maybe that, that, that we're just been wrong all this time. Yeah. And that while the tournament players are separating themselves from more money, right? The that wizard doesn't see that the the casual player is putting more money in wizard's pocket, yeah. which you know then leads them to just be like, "Oh, we don't need these people because we can't effectively monetize them." Yeah. So real along those lines about effectively monetizing us in singles, we're we're towards the end here. But yeah. I just wanted to talk about a couple Innistrad spoilers. Maybe not in super depth, but just the adversary cycle. I mentioned this on the Discord. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually glad you brought this up because I, I wanted to talk about your comment with right. you. So the adversary cycles are this cycle of two mana creatures. So far, they've all been two mana. Yeah. Right? That... um. So I'm looking at Spectral Adversary. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're two mana, and then they have 
what amounts to multi-kicker. Yeah. So that when they come into play, you can pay a certain amount as many times as you want and get an effect. Mm-hmm. Right. So Spectral Adversary is one in a blue for a flash 2-1 flyer. Like, those stats are fine. Yep. Right. And then when it enters the battlefield, you can pay one of the blue any number of times and you get to put that many plus one plus one counters on Spectral Adversary. Plus, you can then phase out that many creatures. Right. Right. Uh, Creatures, artifacts, or enchantments. Okay, creature, artifacts, or enchantments, right? So you get like, you know, a reasonable early game flash body it can be bigger in the late game and it can also just like, you know, save your creature from a removal spell. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a lot of flexibility. The, the white one is a three, one lifelink that you can pay one of the white and like put courage counters on it. And then all your creatures get plus one, plus one for a number of courage counters on this thing. Right. Yep. These are all aggressively costed standard Mm -hmm. playable like staple level cards yes and they're all i think all all of them so far and they're all mythic right yeah now a million years ago when they made the mythic uh uh rarity they were like this is going to be for like the weird oddball things that are like really super splashy over the top right this isn't going to be where your standard staples are and I feel like between <laughs> Modern Horizons 2, see, yeah. Raghavan, right. and now this set, it seems like they're like, what are the cards we expect to be standard playable or constructed playable? Let's stuff those at Mythic and like move on. Now, you could argue like, well, Goldspilling Dragon wasn't a Mythic. Fair. But like, you've got these Goldspan cards. Goldspan was a Mythic. Is it a Mythic? I thought it was a Rick. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a mythic. Okay. Well, it's a mythic. Okay. So, so, so yeah, there's, there's, uh, a like format staple that is a mythic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just feels like they're s- sticking like planeswalkers and then, you know, a lot of just format staple cards that yeah. just makes them way more expensive which I guess leads to more packs being opened. Yeah, I'm like it was kind of a natural progression though, right? Yeah. Like you want people to play with your cool splashy cards, which means you need them powerful, which means people are going to play them and the price is going to go up. I, I mean, I, I understand that it's a different it's a different subset of cards that you're specifically calling out because these cards could have been rare. Yeah, like, like if multi kicker was in the set, like these cards could have been printed at rare with no issues. Like I think they can be printed at rare, as like they currently are. Uh, right, like I, I like I, I don't know. Like if I took the if I if I just stripped the 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 rarity symbol off of them and read you the card, right? Would you say like, oh man, this reads like a mythic? Not really, yeah, right? Yeah, probably not, yeah. Right, like, it doesn't feel like... It's... The white one is 
somewhere in the neighborhood of like Thalia's lieutenant. Yes. Which was a rare. Right. Right. And you wouldn't read Thalia's lieutenant and be like, oh, that should be a mythic. Yeah. Right. Now, at the same time, so we have these, but then like there's this red thing, which uh, I'm assuming it's the red mythic that's not part of the adversary cycle. Right? The dragon, yeah. Yeah, the dragon. Three and a red for a 4-4 four, four flyer, right? Which, yeah. But then it just has a bunch of like ridiculous text, right? Which is whenever you cast a spell, you may discard uh, you may discard your hand. If you do, draw a card for each of that spell's colors. And this guy, when it dies, it deals X damage to any target where X is the number of colors among permanents you control. Yeah. This card is a mythic in the sense that it is the like red it, it, it feels like it took the spot of the red garbage uh, enchantment that doesn't do anything <laughs> right it's a 4-4 four, four flyer for 4 that's good yeah. and then the like discard your hand draw a card like uh, it doesn't it's, it's a weird oddball effect that doesn't scream that it's super powerful Right. Right. Mythic, fine. But just like, here's this efficient two drop that is a great top deck later in the game. Scales late game, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, that's not a mythic. That's just like a, that's not like, you know, the big splashy thing. That's just like you guys trying to, again, reach for our wallets and us like having to smack your hand away. Yeah. Right. It's like, these cards could have all been rare. And no one would have thought twice about them. Like yeah, I mean, this Spectral Adversary is very close to the white spirit from Forgotten Realms, right? White spirit from Forgotten Realms. The one that phases your stuff out? Oh, yeah, the, the guy that's one white-white for 3-2. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's close to that. I mean, it's got a little bit of rattle chains in it. Yeah. Which was yeah. rare. Yeah. Right. Like, you could easily tell me that, like, grafted identity to blue, blue as an additional cost for an aura mm-hmm. is additional cost, sacrifice this creature, and then you control magic that creature, right? You enchant a creature, you enchant a, a target creature, you control it's plus it. One, plus one. It's plus plus yeah. one. Right. Yeah. That could be a mythic, right? It's kind of a big, like, draft ruining effect. Mm-hmm. right cool seems good but it just i don't know it just seems like these cards are at mythic not for anything <laughs> other than what are the cards we expect to see constructive play and like yeah. there's going to be some rares that see constructed player uncommons and people are going to could say like well they didn't put such and such at at rare, so they're not, you know, only putting their at mythic, so they're not putting only the super playable cards at mythic. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like I'm guessing that these are going to see play in multiple standard decks, at least some of this cycle. Right. We haven't seen the red or the green one yet. Right. Right. I don't the green know, one's just, just gonna be like Uraga Warcaller coming back again, but at Mythic. Yeah. And with like a relevant creature type, yeah, it's gonna be like a whatever a horror or a, a werewolf or something, right? Yeah, 
right? And it's going to be like, oh, this doesn't really do, like, this isn't a mythic effect, but no. you've decided that this is how you're going to separate people from their from their cash. Yeah, and the red one's just going to be Ragavan. <laughs> it is. It'll just be Ragavan. <laughs> Why does it have Dash? Dash isn't in this set. That's so weird. That's so well, weird. There's multi-kicker, so. Yeah. <laughs> multi-kicker. You can you can play. A, you can put it in your hand and return it at the end of turn. It's like, that's, yeah. that's a really weird multi-kicker. But, well, yeah. it, it, so the multi-kicker is just one red mana, it, but they moved the damage to an opponent ability to the multi-kicker ability. Oh, there but, you go. But they left it Dash. So you can dash it, multi-kick it, oh, and then man. it goes back to your hand, and you get yeah. to do it again. It, it's just like the Ragavan Horror is what it's Yeah, called. and it, it is just one red mana, so the treasure pays for it. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah, so like I, it just feels like those, the three adversaries we've seen just feel like, oh, hey, these are push-constructed cards. Yeah. And... We could have made these rares, but we wanted to, you know, separate you from your hard-earned dollars. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, the mythic rarity, maybe it doesn't, like, it doesn't do anything positive, let's say. The, like, it saves you in the draft environment from playing against these busted cards too often. Yeah. It's like, okay, but, like, then I still play against them, and it's still miserable. But you play against mm-hmm. them less, and it's like, well, does that make me feel better when I'm getting <laughs> stomped by the mythic? Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. So, yeah, I just, I know that we have like thoroughly departed from the, we're not just putting the quirky cards at mythic. Yeah. Right. But like, this feels like, especially at their mana cost, because for the longest time, like there were only like four or something two mana mythics. Yeah. Right? It was Tybalt, Whiff, um uh oh gosh, what was it? Voice of Resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh Grim Flare, which was good during its standard. It was. And then there was like one oh, uh what's his name? Relentless Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There were only like a few two mana mythics. And yep. I've said before, like, oh, like for the longest time, like they were they all hit. Right. Right. And so I was like, oh, you should get the you should, if you can get the two mana mythics, you should, because they always seem to hit. And now it's just like, here's a cycle of five. <laughs> and it's like some of these are going to hit and just be like in every one of their archetype standard decks. Yeah, well, I mean all of these are playable. <sighs> Yeah, and it's like, oh, like you just printed a bunch of like twenty dollar cards, right? Which well, that's know. kind of what they did with Modern Horizons too, though. Oh yeah, like Ragavan had a well, lot the of the elemental cycle. Oh yeah, like those like the elementals didn't have to be mythics. Yeah, so yeah, there were like six cards. I forgot about those. Yeah, there's like, you know, I guess the blue one's the one that is the worst, and it's like four or five dollars or something. At least it was, but all the other yeah. ones are like ten plus. Yeah. And they just were like, yeah, like this isn't some big flashy effect, but these are all constructive playable, so you're you're going to want these. Yeah. So you should probably 
uh, buy a whole bunch of Modern Horizons packs and hope that you open them. <laughs> and, you know, I understand the, like, on one hand, it's like, hey, I want to play this game as cheaply as possible. And on the other hand, hey, I want my cards to, like, be worth something. Right. But, like, it's it's different, I think, when it feels like the value is organic. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, hey, like, this card is valuable. Cool. Because, like, it found a home. Right? It's different when it feels like Wizards was like, we're going to put this card here because we know it has a home. Yeah. Or we know we pushed this card and we want it to and we want it to be expensive to drive pack sales. Yeah. And like that feels that feels different. That kind of feels like, uh, like, it's, uh, right. But like it's right in line with everything they've done. Oh, that's, that's it's, yeah. it's more like what they've been doing recently kind of sucks. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, I don't expect it. It's more just like, yeah, I expect it, but it kind of sucks. Now, granted, yeah. like the problem with like AFR was there just wasn't, there weren't good cards at, in that set. Like, Right, what is, at any rarity. Yeah, what is the play? Like, uh, what's his name? Acerarak is the only, yeah. like, like the only playable mythic, maybe? I can't think of any other mythics that I... Oh, like, that card's not even good outside of Legacy Aluren. Yeah. Which this, isn't this is a deck, like, anybody's going to pick up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, you, I could understand, like, oh, hey... For story reasons and like they're just big dragons, we're gonna put all of the, um, wither all of the dragons at mythic. Okay. Yeah. And like one of those ended up being like fringe playable, or mm-hmm. two, like, like, uh, the Prismari guy and the Villamachus, right? Yeah. Right. Not not like a a giant like thing. It's not like they just printed a bunch of like. $25 bills. Yeah. Right? But yeah, it does feel like they've kind of shifted to like, Hey, what is, what is a thing that people are going to need if they want to like not get rolled on arena? Yeah. And this is another thing I thought when I said this is maybe they're doing this and not thinking about paper. <laughs> maybe it's just so people like hemorrhage wild cards on arena. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Like we need them to open more packs on arena because it could be right they have to open 24 packs to get one mythic wild card and so like we need to get every person to open 96 packs <laughs> so they have to get a, a to get a playset of whatever adversary they need that's why and, you need to learn how to draft yes but yes. but maybe maybe they're not thinking about it like in paper anymore yeah maybe it's just like how do we optimize the set for arena? Could very well be. So, all right. I said when we started, we we're going to try to be like an hour. We're down an hour and a half. We have a whole show. <laughs> of we have a show. Light and airy. It's a little conspiracy theory, a little uh, <laughs> arena, arena apologizing. But yeah. kind of uh, closer to a normal show for us and not not the kind of episodes that we've done recently uh, throughout this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of that, if you like want to tweet at us, I know some people were like looking forward to you guys talking about the uh, uh, the first half of spoilers. We did a little bit of it, but like if you have bit. stuff you want us to talk about, you can get us at Casual Tripod. 
Uh, yeah, on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, yes. yeah, I think you forgot to say that. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Um, also, you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Um, that episode is either going to be next week or the week after, depending on when we finish spoilers. So if there's anything in particular you want us to talk about, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you can email us, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Also, use our Discord. There's a link in the description. There's a link on our social media. Uh, hop on in there. Let us know what you want us to hear about for our set review episode. Again, that'll either be next week or the week after, depending on when previews finish. Um, I have a couple other episodes planned, so I'm a little flexible, but whenever previews are done, that's when we'll do that episode. So anything that in particular you want discussed, let us know. Or if you have questions about draft or our Learn to Play series is coming to an end pretty quickly. I think we've only got one or two episodes left, and that'll be done. So if there's any questions you guys want answered that we didn't get to you can let us know that stuff as well and if you want to support the show we have our tcg player affiliate link if you're looking to buy any singles tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com after following that link we'll get a small percentage of whatever you buy to help keep the show going and we have our patreon at patreon.com slash casual where you get early access to show notes, you get a special pre-show just for you guys, and you get our givebacks. So throw a couple bucks in the pot. It really helps us out. Yes, and so with that, we'll catch you at FNM? Uh, sure, we'll catch you at FNM. One of these days. One of these days. <laughs>